Catechesis with Pope Benedict the Sistine. Saint Dominic de Guzman. Papa Benedict's Catechesis at the General Audience on Wednesday, the 3rd of February, 2010. Dear brothers and sisters, last week I presented the luminous figure of Francis of Assisi. Today I would like to talk to you about another saint who, in the same period, gave a fundamental contribution to the renewal of the Church of his time. It is Saint Dominic, the founder of the Order of Preachers, also known as the Dominican Friars. His successor in the guidance of the Order, Blessed Jordan of Saxony, offers a complete portrait of Saint Dominic in the text of a famous prayer. Inflamed by zeal for God and supernatural ardour, through your limitless charity and the fervour of a vehement spirit, you consecrated yourself entirely with a vow of perpetual poverty to apostolic observance and to evangelical preaching. It is precisely this fundamental trait of Dominic's witness that is emphasised. He always spoke with God and of God. In the lives of the saints, love for the Lord and for neighbour, the search for the glory of God and for the salvation of souls, always walk together. Dominic was born in Spain in Calle Ruega around 1170. He belonged to a noble family of Old Castille and, supported by an uncle priest, was educated at a famous school in Palencia. He distinguished himself immediately by his interest in the study of sacred scripture and by his love for the poor, to the point of selling books, which in those times were of great value, so as were the proceeds to help victims of a famine. Ordained a priest, he was elected canon of the cathedral chapter in his native diocese, Osma. Although this appointment could have represented for him a certain prestige in the church and in society, he did not interpret it as a personal privilege, nor as the beginning of a brilliant ecclesiastical career, but as a service to be rendered with dedication and humility. Is not a career, power, perhaps a temptation, a temptation to which even those with a role of animation and governance in the church are not immune? I recalled this a few months ago, during the consecration of several bishops. We are not seeking power, prestige, esteem for ourselves. We know how, in civil society, and not infrequently in the Church, things suffer from the fact that many of those upon whom responsibility has been conferred work for themselves and not for the community. Homily in the Papal Chapel for the Episcopal Ordination of Five Prelates in September 2009. The Bishop of Osma, called Diego, a true and zealous pastor, very soon noticed Dominic's spiritual qualities and wanted to avail himself of his collaboration. Together they went to Northern Europe to accomplish the diplomatic missions entrusted to them by the King of Castille. While travelling, Dominic became aware of two enormous challenges for the Church of his time. The existence of people not yet evangelised on the northern boundaries of the European continent, and the religious laceration that weakened Christian life in the south of France where the action of some heretical groups were creating disturbance and distance from the truth of the faith. Thus, 
the missionary action towards those who did not know the light of the gospel and the work of re-evangelization of Christian communities became the apostolic goals that Dominic proposed to pursue. It was the Pope to whom the Bishop Diego and Dominic had gone to ask advice, who requested the latter to dedicate himself to preaching to the Albigensians, an heretical group which claimed a dualistic conception of reality, that is, with two equally powerful creator principles, good and evil. Consequently, this group disdained matter as coming from the principle of evil, so rejecting marriage, going as far as to deny the incarnation of Christ, the sacraments in which the Lord touches us through matter, and the resurrection of bodies. The Albigensians esteemed a poor and austere life. In this sense, they were even exemplary, and they criticized the riches of the clergy of that time. Dominic enthusiastically accepted this mission, which he realized precisely with the example of his own poor and austere existence, with the preaching of the gospel and with public debates. He dedicated the rest of his life to this mission of preaching the good news. His sons would also realize St. Dominic's other dreams, the mission agentes, that is, to those who did not yet know Jesus, and the mission to those who lived in the cities, above all university cities, where the new intellectual trends were a challenge to the faith of the cultured. This great saint reminds us that in the heart of the church a missionary fire must always burn, which incessantly strives for the first announcement of the gospel, and wherever necessary, a new evangelization to be made. It is Christ, in fact, who is the most precious good that men and women of every time and every place have the right to know and to love. And it is consoling to see how in the church of today as well there are so many, pastors and lay faithful, members of ancient religious orders and of new ecclesial movements, who with joy spend their lives for this supreme ideal, to announce and witness to the gospel. Then, other men associated themselves with Dominic de Guzman, attracted by the same aspiration. Progressively in this way, the order of preachers originated from the first foundation in Toulouse. Dominic, in perfect obedience to the directives of the popes of his time, Innocent III and Honorius III, adopted the ancient rule of St. Augustine, adapting it to the needs of apostolic life which led him and his companions to preach, moving from one place to the next, but then returning to their own monasteries, places of study, to prayer and community life. In a particular way, Dominic wanted to highlight two values considered indispensable for the success of the evangelizing mission, community life in poverty and study. First of all, Dominic and the friars' preachers presented themselves as mendicants, that is, without vast properties of land to administer. This element rendered them more available for study and itinerant preaching, and constituted a concrete witness for the people. The internal government of the Dominican monasteries and provinces was structured on the system of chapters, which elected their own superiors, who were then confirmed by the major superiors. Hence, 
It was an organisation that stimulated fraternal life and the responsibility of all the members of the community, demanding strong personal convictions. The choice of this system was born precisely from the fact that the Dominicans, as preachers of the truth of God, had to be consistent with that which they announced. The truth studied and shared in charity with brothers is the deepest foundation of joy. Blessed Jordan of Saxony said of St. Dominic, He welcomed every man in the great bosom of charity, and because he loved everyone, everyone loved him. He had made it a personal law to rejoice with the joyful and to weep with those who wept. Secondly, with a courageous gesture, Dominic wanted his followers to acquire a solid theological training, and so did not hesitate to send them to the universities of the time, although not a few ecclesiastics regarded these cultural institutions with diffidence. The constitutions of the Order of Preachers give great importance to study as a preparation for the apostolate. Dominic wanted his friars to dedicate themselves to it without reserve, with diligence and with devotion. A study founded on the soul of all theological knowledge, that is, on sacred scripture, and respectful of the questions posed by reason. The development of culture requires those who carry out the ministry of the word, at various levels, to be well trained. I therefore exhort everyone, pastors and laity, to cultivate this cultural dimension of the faith, so that the beauty of Christian truth may be better understood, and the faith may be truly nourished, reinforced, and also defended. In this year for priests, I invite seminarians and priests to appreciate the spiritual value of study. The quality of the priestly ministry also depends on the generosity with which one applies oneself to the study of revealed truths. Dominic, who wished to found a religious order of theologian preachers, reminds us that theology has a spiritual and pastoral dimension which enriches the soul and life. Priests, consecrated persons, and also all the faithful can find a profound interior joy by contemplating the beauty of the truth that comes from God, truth that is always current and always alive. The motto of the friars' preachers, Contemplata alius tradere, helps us to discover, then, a pastoral yearning in the contemplative study of such truth, through the need to communicate to others the fruit of one's own contemplation. When Dominic died in 1221 in Bologna, the city that declared him its patron, his work had already had great success. With the support of the Holy See, the order of preachers had spread to many countries in Europe for the benefit of the entire church. Dominic was canonized in 1234, and it is he himself who, with his holiness, indicates to us two indispensable means for making apostolic action incisive. First of all, Marian devotion, which he cultivated with tenderness and left as a precious legacy to his spiritual children who in the history of the Church have had the great merit of spreading the prayer of the Holy Rosary, so dear to the Christian people and so rich in gospel values, a true school of faith and piety. In the second place, Dominic, who took care of several women's convents in France and in Rome, believed through and through in the value of intercessory prayer 
for the success of apostolic work. Only in heaven will we understand how much the prayers of cloistered religious efficaciously accompanies apostolic action. To each of them I direct my grateful and affectionate thoughts. Dear brothers and sisters, may the life of Dominic de Guzman spur us all to be fervent in prayer, courageous in living the faith, and deeply in love with Jesus Christ. Through his intercession, let us ask God to enrich the Church always with authentic preachers of the Gospel. Love you is to serve. 